helped us to love him when we didn't. And uh, it's amazing to me what God does for us. Psalms chapter nine, Psalms chapter nine. Appreciate those who are able to be here tonight. Thankful that the weather's cooperating. And again, please pray for my dear wife and children and my mom as they're kind of stuck in Cincinnati where we got a little bit of ice and a lot of rain. They got a lot of snow. And uh, she's not really used to driving much in snow. She has some, but not a whole lot. So I said, just stay still and uh, you can come home tomorrow. So mom probably wasn't upset. That gives her another day with her grandkids, two granddaughters that she doesn't get to see very often. So Psalms chapter nine. Still hear a couple pages turn them. And we got a game of peekaboo going on. And that's fine. I've told you many times. I know now sometimes I will be honest. I'm not going to lie about it. Sometimes I'm up here preaching. It feels like half the people's paying more attention to the babies than they are to me. Yes, sometimes I'll say, look up here, leave the babies alone. But I understand they're only young once. The little kids do not bother me. They really don't. They're babies. They're going to act like that. That's what they're supposed to act like. They're kids. I don't believe in getting on kids for being kids. Um, but we're thankful. Uh, I am, and I think everybody else here as well, that we have some young kids in this church. Uh, a lot of churches I've been to the last 15, 20 years, and I'm telling you, I was the youngest person there sometimes. And uh, so, so it's good. Psalms chapter uh, 9, everybody there? Uh, the Bible says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will shew forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Notice that is capitalized. When mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou saidest in the throne uh, judging right. Isn't it amazing that we have judges in this country that judges based on their opinion? And God judges everything correctly. He doesn't need a constitution. This is his constitution, if you want to say that. Uh, he doesn't need any lawyers. He knows all the facts already. His opinion is not biased. It's not based on what he's been taught in college. It's not based on his upbringing. His opinion is perfect. Now, what verse was that? Verse five. <laughs> thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, destructions are come to perpetual end, and thou hast perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath prepared his throne for judgment. And he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in unrighteousness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Thank God, what a God. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this time together. God, thank you for this day that we have been blessed with, that, Lord, that uh, throughout this day, God, so many things in our lives could have changed. But, God, you saw fit, Lord, to give us a blessed day and we're able to be here again this evening. God, I thank you for that. I thank you for church, Lord. No man can come up with this. No man can keep this going. 
God, it's only by you, and I thank you and I praise you. And the Lord go with us through this time. God, I pray that you speak uh, through the, uh, to these people through me. And the Holy Spirit, I pray that you use me as you see fit. God, anoint me, Lord, from on high. God, I'm nothing. I can do nothing without you. And God, give me the word to just for a few moments, Lord, to speak to hearts, to encourage each one. God, to help us go on for you and draw a little closer to you. And God, again, if there's anyone here that's watching or maybe here with us that doesn't know you for sure, God, if there's any doubt in their mind, of Holy Spirit, I pray that you convict them tonight and help them get that doubt removed from them, Lord. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' your name we pray, amen. Uh, this psalm is believed by some to have been written by David after the death of his son with Bathsheba. And uh, the child, I don't, I don't take that back. I don't remember if the Bible says son or daughter. I think it just says child. But we uh, see here that this is the Psalms where he's talking about praising the Lord. And, and I think a lot of times in our life, if we would only realize sometimes if we would just praise God more for who he is and what he is. Uh, too much of the time, I'm afraid that God has to do something for us before we're willing to praise him like we should. And he's, the Bible tells us uh, from end to end, just praise him. Uh, just praise him. Uh, he's given us reasons to praise him. We shouldn't need a reason. We shouldn't have to, as the old saying goes, uh, out shouting to drop a hat and I'll drop the hat if I have to. We shouldn't need a hat dropped. <laughs> it's been dropped. But I'm thankful this evening that a lot of times in the midst of our troubles, in the midst of our trials, and in the midst of everything else going on, sometimes all the good that goes on, all the bad, we can still praise him. And uh, with God's help, I want to try to point some things out to you here in this passage this evening to help you a little bit and try to give you a little encouragement along the way. In verse one, he said, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. You know, in other words, he's saying, God, I'm not gonna hold back. I'm not gonna uh, care what anybody thinks. And oftentimes, when we think about praising God, there's different ways to praise him. I get that. But one thing the Bible is clear about is verbal, out loud, volume praise. An open show of praise. Uh, I... Uh, today, uh, I, I, I like sports. You all know that. I didn't alluded to the playoffs. I did watch a little bit of the Bengals and the Bills game, and I liked the way it went. I'm a little bit of a Bengals fan, so when they scored a touchdown, I said, yes, hey, ain't that good. And, and you know, I want to cheer my team on. You know, we're on God's team. So we want to cheer our team on. I mean, think about it. Would you want to come out as an athlete and you'd be just dominating your opponents and the whole, uh, your side of the stands is set there? Yay. Good show. Yay. I mean, that wouldn't be very exciting, would I wouldn't get you very enthused. So when we come to church, church, we should already have been praising him throughout the week. So when we get here, it's a lot easier to praise him. People ought to come into this church and know that we love God. They ought to come excited. And as you heard me talk about this morning, no, I don't wake up every time. Uh, jumping up and down saying I can't wait to get there. There's times I do. There's times I don't. But by the time I get here, I want my mind to be set that I want to praise God and honor Him and worship Him and let people know whose team I'm on. He said, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Let me ask you all a question. I know some of you are quiet and I'll probably never hear you stand up and shout or testify and I know that's how you're wired. But when you're alone, do you sing praises to him? 
Do you have enough gospel songs in your heart and your mind that you can sing praises to him, that you honor him, that you thank him? You say, but preacher, you don't understand how my life is going right now. You're probably right, but if you're a child of God, you got something to praise him for. He says, oh, thou most high, when mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. Number one, we need to praise him for his presence. You know, I'm telling you right now, there's nothing like the presence of God. I remember growing up, there was times, and I've told this story before, uh, growing up, being a teenager and in my early 20s, uh, I was a heathen, I was uh, rebellious, I didn't do what my parents taught me, I did the opposite. I'm embarrassed and ashamed of how I acted and how I had carried on. But there'd be times in the middle of the night I'd come in, probably not in the best conditions, and I'd be thinking about the rapture. And I'd think, I wonder if the rapture's taking place. Let me walk down the hall and see if mom and dad's still in bed. And I would walk down that hallway and I would just look in that bedroom. Sometimes I'd cut to the bathroom to make it act like I had to go to the restroom, but that wasn't the case. I wanted to know they were still there and I wasn't left behind. You know, there was times in my life where I didn't have God's presence, but oh, thank God for the night that God sent His presence to me, the night I asked Him to save me, the night He made me His. Thank God His presence has never left me. There's nothing like the presence of God. I can thank Him for His presence. I've heard people give different comments about hell, what won't be there, what will be there. Uh, the one thing that uh, I, I can't think of examined off, I know it really well, the one who wrote the book, uh, Case for Christ, um, Lee Strobel, he's written uh, many more about the case for faith, case for this, case for that, and I'm not against that, but uh, he wrote, uh, wrote one here lately and they even made a movie about it. He said, in hell there'll be no fire. He said, there can't be because fire gives off light. I thought, Lee, you better read your Bible. He's wrong. There is fire in hell. You tell me that a God that, can't, that can create this from nothing can't make a fire that doesn't give off light? It's also, you've heard me say this many times, it's scientific proven fact that the brighter, the hotter the fire, the less the light it gives. And the fire in hell doesn't give off any light. It's too bright. I got something to praise him for that his presence will be with me through eternity and some people believe and I'm not sure I don't disagree with this that the greatest damnation of hell the greatest suffering is that God's presence for the first time in someone's existence will not be there. You and I don't know what that's like. Yes, it's a Satan's world, but God's presence is here. Holy Spirit still lives here in this earth, but you take his spirit out, and I couldn't imagine how dark, how dreary that would be in life. You're talking about being scared and frightened, friends. You don't know what scared is. Thank God we can praise him for his presence. Number one, praise him for his presence. He says in verse four, for thou hast maintained my right and my cause. Thou satest in the throne Judging right, thank God I can praise him for his presence in my right and my cause and in the, the proper place of judgment and that he judges right. He doesn't judge wrong. He doesn't judge on the curve. He's not persuaded or thrown away. He's right on. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause. I'll set us in the throne judging right. I read that, didn't I? Verse five, thou hast rebuked the heathen, thou hast destroyed the wicked, thou hast put out their name forever and ever. You say, preacher, it doesn't look like that. You're right. 
It doesn't look that way right now. But you go back a few thousand years, yeah, we still hear about Pharaoh, but there won't be no Pharaohs that I know of in heaven. Their name's gone. Their names are wiped out. They don't matter. They didn't change eternity. Hey, thank God God changes you and I for eternity. He has a day of reckoning for the wicked. He has a day of judgment set aside for them. Verse six, he said, All thou enemy destructions are come to a perpetual end. Thou hast destroyed cities. Their memorials perished with them. Let me pause here for a minute. You know, one of the greatest things I think about history and we mentioned this is how history will repeat itself in so many ways. All the great empires that's been throughout the centuries of this world, all of them have failed, and almost every one of them failed for the exact same reason. Corruption within. It's because they got so godless that the corruption